Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It is Tuesday, July 26th, 5.45 a.m. Central Time as I speak here. December corn futures up 13 and a quarter at 5.97. November soybeans up 19 and a half at 13.65 and a half. September Chicago wheat up 16 and a half at 786 and a half. September Kansas City wheat up 13 and three quarters at 853 and a half. September spring wheat up 16 cents at $9 even. I believe we've got a combination of lower crop ratings and kind of a threatening weather forecast contributing to the rally here this morning. And I will talk about both of those things. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. If you're watching on YouTube, guys, make sure you subscribe to the channel, like these videos, leave me a comment. Uh, All of those things will help YouTube to spread these videos out, help me to grow this channel. If you'd like some additional information from me, go to my website, www.standardgrain.com. Check out my premium subscription service. Today, I send my premium subscribers a lot of information uh, direct from me every single business day. Morning email goes out about 5.30 a.m. Central. In that email, you'll see every overnight headline you need to be aware of. Lots of interesting charts, graphics, weather info, especially this time of year. My daily subscriber-only videos are included as part of this. Yesterday, I did a big chart dump, and I do this once every couple of weeks. I run through charts uh, regarding the outside markets, uh, some grain charts that you don't see too often. Yesterday, I did stocks, bonds, energies, some outside commodities. Also did the uh, new crop 2023 grain contracts, D's 23 corn, Nov 23 soybeans, and uh, July 23 HRW wheat. If you guys are interested in this sort of content, sign up today. 50 bucks a month. Cancel at any time. No other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else, I promise. All right, let's get into the crop ratings. U.S. corn conditions declined last week. The crop now rated 61% good to excellent, down three points from uh, last week, 64 below the 65% average. That is a larger than expected decline in the rating. I think the trade had expected like a 1% decline. It's fairly normal seasonally to see crop ratings decline slightly this time of year, but a 3% drop in the good to excellent category was larger than expected. Declines were noted uh, in regard to corn conditions in Iowa, Nebraska, South Dakota, North Dakota, Minnesota, Michigan, Kentucky, Tennessee, North Carolina, Texas, Pennsylvania, Kansas, and Colorado. I think that all that heat last week uh, took a toll on the crops in some of these areas. States with a good to excellent rating of 50% or below, these are your poorer states in regard to corn, Colorado, Kansas, Texas, Indiana, Kentucky, Tennessee, and North Carolina. Iowa still has the best rating of any uh, major corn growing state at 80%. Good to excellent. USDA says 13% of the corn crop is in the dough stage versus 15 on average. Uh, 62% of the crop silking versus uh, 70 on average. So this uh, in itself, the decline in conditions uh, is a big deal. It's a friendly item. And some analysts are already moving to reduce their corn yield estimates. You're gonna start to see a lot of stuff in like the mid to maybe even low 170s versus USDA's current estimate of 177. And we do have our next USDA report, the next uh, crop production in WASD will be out on August 12th. You'll see a lot of um, updated yield estimates from the private groups ahead of that report. Same thing in soybeans, conditions declined. The crop is now rated 59% good to excellent nationally, down from 61 last week, below the 63% average. Declines were noted in Iowa, Illinois, South Dakota, North Dakota, Nebraska, Kansas, 
Missouri, Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Tennessee, and Michigan, uh, states with a good to excellent rating of 50% or below when it comes to beans include Indiana, Missouri, Kentucky, Tennessee, and Mississippi. Uh, USDA indicated that 26% of the soybean crop is setting pods versus 14 last week behind the 34% average, 64% of the bean, bean crop blooming nationally versus 48 last week and 69 on average. So as with corn, the decline in ratings in soybeans perhaps a little bit larger than expected. And I think that these two items uh, alone have a lot to do with the uh, upward movement we've seen in the grain markets here today. U.S. spring wheat conditions also declined down to 68% good to excellent uh, versus 71 last week, still way ahead of the 52% average. That's still a really, really good spring wheat rating, but it was down a little bit. Uh, winter wheat harvest is 77% uh, complete now, up from 70 last week, below the 80% average. You got a bunch of states that are totally done. Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, Arkansas, Missouri, Indiana, and North Carolina are all 100% complete. Harvest moves a little bit slower in the north and the northwest, so that kind of drags down the national average, but a lot of your key uh, HRW areas in the Southern Plains and SRW areas in the Midwest uh, nearing completion here. So the crop ratings and specifically these declines in corn and soybean ratings seen as being a positive here this morning. Let's get into the weather. We do have some rain on the radar this morning and a lot of this was expected. Uh, Northern Missouri, a big chunk of Southern Illinois, Southern Indiana into Kentucky with some rain this morning, some scattered stuff over Kansas, scattered stuff over the Northern part of uh, Nebraska into the uh, southern part of South Dakota, a little bit of scattered stuff in far northwest North Dakota into uh, far northern Minnesota. Now, you get into the forecast, and the next seven days, yeah, you're going to see this band here across, you know, the southern plains, uh, parts of the mid-south, I guess, southern Corn Belt, you know, from Colorado, Kansas, uh, Missouri, Arkansas, Tennessee, Kentucky, Indiana, southern Illinois, uh, southern Ohio, those sort of places will be kind of wet here. And then your northern areas, uh, northern Ohio, northern Indiana, northern Illinois, almost all of Iowa, uh, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Nebraska, the Dakotas, pretty much dry here over the next seven days. Now, the extended forecast really looks kind of threatening. Uh, they're calling for odds of below normal precipitation and above normal temperatures for the vast majority of U.S. corn and soybean growing areas in this 6 to 10 and 8 to 14 day outlook. You're going to see some ridging here. And when you see these high pressure ridges, they can lock out rainfall. They can lock in higher temperatures or above normal temperatures. And that is what's expected to begin uh, during that first week in August. You're going to see this ridging effect kind of on and off. So this is a friendly forecast in regard to the market. Now, as I, I think I mentioned yesterday, my experience has always been that the soybean market does not react to weather and weather forecasts in August the same way that corn does in July. I've just never seen that correlation as tight when it comes to soybeans in August versus corn in July. Corn in, in you know late June, early July, when it comes to weather, the markets and the forecasts are very closely related. I've just never seen the relationship as tight when it comes to soybeans in August. It's just maybe an observation of my own. Maybe you view it differently, but that's what I see. Now, to look at market action here, here's one thing to keep in mind. So you had a gap higher on the corn chart last night. Same thing with soybeans. The last uh, couple times we've tried to rally, the rallies have very quickly been sold. So you've got what looks like the start of a little bit of a rally in the corn market here today. Uh, you had a similar, not a similar rally, but kind of a crop scare type deal here in early July. You had another one here in mid-July. And you know both of these rallies were pretty quickly sold. They lasted a few days and then they were sold. So will the funds or large money managers 
Are they going to use this as an excuse or reason uh, to unload some more length? Or is this a rally that sticks? I'll just say this on a day like today. If this rally fails today, that would be a big red flag, uh, in my opinion. The UN believes that Ukrainian grain shipments could begin in days. All parties have reconfirmed their commitments, said a deputy UN spokesperson. This follows, of course, Russia's missile strike on the Odessa port in Ukraine just hours after that grain deal was signed on Friday last week. So he says they expect that the first ship may move within just a few days. Now, in uh, perhaps related Russia-Ukraine news, Russia is cutting natural gas flows via the Nord Stream 1 pipeline to just 20% capacity. Russia's state-owned gas company blames sanction-related problems with turbines that have already reduced flows. So they're going to go from 40% capacity down to 20% uh, in regard to this pipeline beginning tomorrow. Natural gas prices in Europe rose sharply on that news. Ukraine immediately uh, called for more sanctions following the announcement of reduced uh, gas flows. So this is kind of like a vicious circle here. Uh, Russia says that they can't do this or that because of sanctions. And then Ukraine says we need more sanctions. So how does this all end? How does it resolve? I just I see more of this uh, in the future. Uh, quick note here, China's uh, pig herd was down 1.9% in June versus a year ago. China's Ministry of Ag was out with some uh, data here this morning. They said that the sow herd was down 6.3% in June versus the same period last year. So some people might argue that those numbers are perhaps a negative in regard to grain and oilseed demand. Remember, guys, Friday is first notice day for August soybean futures. If you have some remaining positions there, make sure you take a look. Uh, cattle market was marginally higher in live cattle, lower in feeder cattle yesterday. Uh, cash last week was 136 in the south, 142 to 144 in the north. Kind of a muted response to uh, all that USDA data we saw on Friday. Outside markets, we've got a sharply higher trade in the U.S. dollar. The stock market's lower. Uh, the S&P's down 13. The Dow Jones down 140. Bonds are up. Precious metals mixed. Crude oil up $1.49 in the September WTI, 98.15 last trade there. Have a great day, guys. I will talk to you same time tomorrow.